0: Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be talking tangible action that you can take in order to achieve the life you thought was only achievable after retirement. Everything you want now in life, you can have it. Will it take hard work, patience, and uncomfortable growth? You bet it will, but it will be so worth it. On this show, we will be deep diving into the topics of lifestyle design, travel, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. I myself am a global citizen and world traveler who left my home country and conventional lifestyle behind for a life of adventure and following my passions. And that's exactly what I want for you. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the work wealth and travel podcast. So on today's show this is both an audio and a video episode if you want to check it out on YouTube if you want to watch the audio but today I'm going to be talking about a process that has been in the works for me personally for quite a while now and There is a lot to cover in this topic, I will say. So I know that you will probably still have questions afterwards if this is something that you are really looking into. Um, But I'm going to cover as much as I possibly can in this podcast episode. And yeah, if you have any questions, then you can always reach out to me with your questions. I do also do consulting calls for this. So if you are interested in becoming a global citizen. If you are a global citizen or digital nomad and you're looking to optimize your taxes, your business situation, then feel free to reach out to me on my website or my Instagram and we can chat further. But in today's episode, I am going to be sharing all about how I got my residency in a new country, how I got rid of my old residency and the reason why I did that as a digital nomad. So getting right into it. Now, I will say the first thing that I think it's very important that a lot of people don't realize is that not everybody has the ability to do this. If you are nomadic, if you are a global citizen who's moving countries um, fairly often, you are not located in one specific country or your home country, then this could be a very viable option for you. However, if you are um, less nomadic, I guess I will say, and you are in your home country for most months out of the year, if not all, and you have your ties to your home country you really kind of do everything within your home country or just within one country at all then this may not be the best solution for you because it probably won't be very plausible for you quite honestly so I do want to note that this is a setup that you can use if you are looking to leave your home country of residence or your current country of residence. If you're looking to leave their residency program and really diversify yourself throughout the globe and not just be tied to one or even two specific countries then this may be a good option for you. So piggybacking off of that, the reason that I left my home country's tax and residency system was because I wasn't living there. I travel full time. I don't plan, and this is important. I don't plan on ever living in, I'm from Canada, so I really don't plan on ever living in Canada again, quite honestly. So If I had some sort of medium to long-term goal in mind of being in Canada, I probably would not have done this process. Even five years in the future, it's probably not worth it to go through this process, the time, the effort, the money, than to just go back to your home country in a few years. So this is really for somebody who is knowing that they are not going to be tied to one specific country, going back to their home country, whatever that may look like, really for the foreseeable future for them. So that was my situation and I was a resident and a tax resident of my home country of Canada. And you know, like most countries, it was a pretty high taxing country. And I wasn't living there. I haven't lived there in six years at this point, And I wasn't contributing to, I was contributing to their system, I guess, but I wasn't getting anything, any return on it. Um, we do have free healthcare, quote unquote, free um, healthcare in Canada, but I was never there to utilize that. That is definitely a big perk. Although I could go off on another topic about that because the wait times are ridiculous. Um, I could do a whole another podcast on medical as a nomad. Um, But yeah, I really wasn't getting much out of their system that I would have if I was living there, if I was a resident. So me having to pay taxes, whether it's on my worldwide income or just my Canadian source income doesn't matter because I do have some income coming from Canada. So either way, I was paying pretty high taxes, um, when I wasn't really in that country ever. So for me, this is what made the most sense. And that's why I'm saying it might not make the most sense for you. If you are planning to go back to your home country to leave that residency system and then become a resident of another country may not make sense for you. If you are planning in the short, even somewhat long term in the next five or 10 years, it may not be a good option. You really want to know that you are moving somewhere and it's going to be pretty much permanent or you're leaving your home country. So for me, I had to, first of all, the very first step in this process was leaving the Canadian tax residency system. The residency tax residency just kind of getting rid of all of it and this will look different for every country in America. Um this will not apply at all. So if you have an American passport and you are a citizen, then feel free to reach out to me and I'm happy to chat to you further. But for me specifically and for many other western countries but not America, um I had to fill out a form they deemed if I was a resident or not based on the ties that I had to the country. They deemed I was not a resident. And from then that was kind of like the official seal. I had it in writing. You always want to make sure that you get it in writing from them. So in order to get it in writing, I had to fill out this form, mail it in, which took, um, probably like four, To eight weeks, I would say. Probably like five or six, but around there to actually get this form back from them. And then that form was saying and writing the proof that, you know, I am no longer a resident of Canada. So then I had to figure out, well, I had already previously figured out, but I had to know if I'm not a resident of Canada, well, then where can I be a resident of? Because in Canada and in many other countries, you can't be a resident of nowhere. They will just tie you back to that country. So that was not what I wanted either. And so I ended up, pardon, I ended up that I... Looked into many, many options. I had a few very serious options that I was talking to different companies to help me um, with the residence process and setting up the, just kind of everything that I would need to do to actually go to that country and the documents I would need. I ended up settling on getting my residency in Paraguay and there are a few reasons for this. So for me, and I will say, you know, everyone's situation is different. Your lifestyle probably looks a lot different than mine. So don't just think that Paraguay is a good option for you because that's what worked for me. That is definitely not the case. I'm actually here in Asuncion in Paraguay right now. Um, but I looked at many options and it turned out that for me in my specific case, Paraguay was the best option for me and the lifestyle that I love and that I will continue to live. So I ended up having to first start the process on the ground in Canada, which was tricky because I wasn't physically in Canada. I'm almost never in Canada. So I had to figure out how can I get these documents? Ended up hiring a third party and they got a lot of the documents for me prepared, ready, had to send them off to the consulate The Paraguay consulate in Canada had to get different things authenticated, background checked, apostilled. It is definitely a somewhat rigorous process. It was two pieces of paper at the end of it. It was two different documents, but it took me, I mean, the government did lose one of my forms that I ordered. So that took a little bit longer, but it did take me probably five weeks to get everything in order, authenticated, um, legalized to get everything done. And then I had to get my fingerprints taken. I was in Mexico, had to get them taken in Mexico, shipped via FedEx to Canada. So there was a lot of moving parts and logistics. So I can only speak to what the process was like for me in Canada. It will look different if you are a resident of another country or if you have lived in another country for the past five years, you'll have to get the documents from that country as per the Paraguay law currently. Um, it does change somewhat, but um, that was the process for me as of early to mid 2023. So once I had those documents, I actually hired a lawyer, which I would highly recommend doing in Paraguay to help me with this process. Um, also to, I think, hopefully speed up the process a little bit as well so I can get my residency and tax residency a little bit sooner than if I just did it on my own. You can do it on your own, which I will talk about, but I had to bring those two documents that I got authenticated, legalized, all of that stuff that took quite a while from Canada, had to physically come to Paraguay to the capital Asuncion, which is where I am now, and I had to meet up with the lawyer. We just took it was really only 3 to 4 hours, like half a day. We went around to all the different buildings. They got me to sign power of attorney, so now they are applying for the permit on my behalf, which is very nice. Like I said, you can do it on your own. I believe it's about 600 US dollars to do on your own. So, it definitely is a little bit pricier with a lawyer. If you're looking for a good lawyer recommendation, feel free to message me. I would be happy to help with that, but I will say especially not speaking Spanish. I did not want to do this process on my own. I think if you are going to do this process on your own, you need to speak Spanish. Not too many people here in Paraguay do speak English. So that is an important note. But I have met people who speak Spanish here who are other foreigners who have done the process on their own. And as of Right now, the process, they say, takes about three to four months to process all of your documents. I've heard of people getting it in much shorter amount of time, but I guess that's just the official amount of time um, as of right now. So last year, the Paraguay residency scheme that they have changed. And it changed for the worse, unfortunately. So I do know a few people here in Paraguay who had access to it before it changed. And before it changed, the policy was that you could apply and immediately get permanent residence, which is amazing. With permanent residence, you only need to come into the country once every three years, and then you have to reapply for that permanent residence every 10 years. So pretty good deal. You also get your tax residency and a driver's license is included with that. So definitely um, not a bad option if you are looking into getting residency in another country um, that doesn't require long amount of stays. That is the problem I think with most nomads with myself as well. In my situation, I didn't want to. to live in a country for six months or one year in order to get residence there so there were a few options i was looking at but this is the one that i ended up going with but now it has changed since about Six months ago, um, but it probably won't change back. So now you have to get your temporary residence first for two years, and then you can switch to your permanent residence. So honestly, it's still not a bad deal. Those two years that you have your temporary residence, you have to enter the country for at least one day. but people usually recommend doing it a little bit longer just to show you have some ties to the country. Um, for the first two years so year one you have to be in the country for at least minimum one day year two you have to be in the country for minimum one day and then after that on the third year you'll come back and you will apply for your permanent residency so that is the current process that is the process that i am going through myself and that is really what you will probably be doing unless there are any other changes. I will say the changes do happen somewhat frequently here. Um, I'm always having my lawyer email me and and telling me, you know, okay, this law has changed, but they haven't actually written the law yet, but it's changed. The current law is not accurate. They have a new law, but they just don't know the new law and that's, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's kind of how it works here. So um, I will say potentially expect some delays and you never can really be a hundred percent too sure what the process is going to look like for you. So I will caution that, but it is nice to have a contact who's a lawyer here who knows what she's doing, does the process every single day and can keep you updated with the day-to-day changes that are happening in Paraguay um, because I am definitely not keeping up with the day-to-day government changes in this country. So that was kind of my very general process of what it looks like for me to get the residency in Paraguay. I am still waiting on my card, which they call a sedula. So once I get my sedula, that will be the card for my temporary residence. And then I will need to enter the country next year using that card. And once I have my sedula, I will then get my tax ID number and driver's license. And the nice thing about the driver's license is they just kind of transfer it over. You don't have to do a driving test. So maybe not a nice thing, kind of maybe a scary thing, but (laughs) you don't have to do a driving test. Um, But one important thing to note, which may be common in your country, but is not in mine, and I had never heard this. So I found it very interesting is they need to know your blood type for your license when you get it here in Paraguay. So if you don't know your blood type, you will need to get your blood type taken. And I do have a recommendation for a place here in Asuncion if you want to reach out to me, but they do need that for your driver's license in case you get in an accident or anything like that, which I thought was very interesting because I've never heard that before. Um, So that is one important thing to note. And I think that is kind of the entire process, of course, condensed. Right now it is basically May and i started this process in december i believe and that was when i first started getting the documents for canada i actually had to order some of them on the government website because i didn't even have them so that was when i started this process so it's been about six months pretty much to the day um so i would expect for it to take that amount of time it may take less which is awesome if that is the case for you, but just expect it to take longer than than what you are possibly thinking and hopefully it will take shorter and exceed your expectations. But like I said, if you do have any specific questions for me or would like to go over your options for your specific financial situation, your nomadic situation, feel free to reach out to me on my website and I would love to chat to you further. Or if you have any questions about what the process was like for me, feel free to message me on Instagram. I'd be happy to provide some further details of what that looks like for me. And thank you for joining me today on the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I will see you next time. If this episode has served you in any way, I would love it if you shared what you've learned or a part of the episode that you loved by tagging me on Instagram at nomadniks. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review so that I can continue to bring you educational content, learn, and grow together. Thank you for your support and see you in the next episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel Podcast.